When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Kirk Cousins tours Achilles tendon. Now what? Where do the Vikings go from here? Well, they're going to turn to rookie quarterback Jaron Hall, who they selected in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL Draft. And there was nobody more excited about that than myself. He's been a favorite prospect of mine since the Holy War of 2021. If you don't know the Holy War, you will soon enough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a bittersweet episode of The Real Forno Show. The Real Forno Show, hosted by Tyler Bornis. The managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run In Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Score. Hey everybody, it's Dave here and Tyler over there dealing with an emergency. Yeah, um, it's going to take me a few minutes, Dave. As you can see, my lights are down. Um, my roadcaster turned off. Odie hit something and he may have caused a short. So I'm going to need a few minutes to figure this out. And of course, he also just peed on my floor. What a great start to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to turn over to Dave while I figure this out. Hey, hey. <laughs> Like I said, <laughs> Tyler starts with an emergency. Hey, just like yesterday, everything's going so swimmingly well. The Vikings are whooping the shit out of the Packers, and we are all loving it. Until suddenly, this man steps wrong, and kaboom! A nuclear explosion happens behind his right heel as his Achilles tendon goes boom! 
as we all know, Kirk Cousins, it was confirmed today, ruptured his Achilles big time. It came out that uh, he will require surgery. Now, what the extent of that surgery is, we do not know, but he will require surgery and he will be out the rest of the season. That may have been his final play in purple as a Minnesota Viking. We do not know that for certain, but we do know for certain that his contract expires after this season and what the Vikings do after that is up to Ziggy and Mark and Quazy deciding on a direction to go. Dave, Dave, can you hear me? I can hear you, but not through your microphone. All right. I just want to point out that this little guy is the cause of all the issues right now. He's so Look at him. This is Odie. Most of you know who he is, and he's a wonderful Frenchie. Say hi, buddy. Yeah, right, you go down, go eat your tea. But we're not getting the microphone via your roadcaster. Okay, I'll be able to fix that here momentarily. But anyways, that's the story of what happened this weekend. We had the marvelous win, and we were ready to dance on the graves of the Green Bay Packers and their fans because they looked terrible. And we were hoping for that. I was. I remember the days when they were and played half their games in in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Like they've returned to that certain time frame, that sort of mindset. And that is a wonderful thing. So we'll find out. Yeah. Can you hear me now off the roadcaster? Yes. Sounds much, much better. Beautiful. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Real Forno Show. Nothing like a live broadcast to spice things up a little bit. As you saw, that sweet boy, Odie, literally the second I'm saying welcome to the Real Forno Show, he's taking a pee right next to my desk, and all because I was nice enough to invite him into my office. Well, that's what I get. And then as the roll intro rolls in, he steps on a cord and unplugs half of my stuff. So all of a sudden, you see all my lights go out, my microphone's not working, and I think a short just happened. And I'm thinking to myself, am I really going to have to replace this like expensive like mixer? Uh, if I did that because I let my dog upstairs and didn't make him sit downstairs and watch me on the television, I would I was going to be very upset. But here we are. Everything's good, except I have to smell dog pee for the next 30 minutes. At least I know where it's at so I can kill it later. <laughs> In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, the start to the show is really the dichotomy of what happened on Sunday afternoon. And it's frustrating. Um, I, I, I can see Delton saying that my voice needs to be synced. Well, we'll see if that corrects itself over the course of the show, just because it usually there's will. not a whole lot. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I record purple daily on draft, that's happened a few times. And then a few minutes in, it just fixes itself. I don't really know how else to explain it, but Having having a great start to the show, and then all of a sudden your dog pees on the carpet and then unplugs half your stuff, kind of fits with what the Vikings ha- dealt with against the Green Bay Packers. Got to a twenty-four to three lead, and then as they're trying to, uh, when they're up twenty-four to ten, they get to almost the red zone, and then Kirk Cousins takes two sacks in a row, and he steps funny, Achilles pops. 
And then that's the end of his uh, 2023 season. Now, look, here's the thing. It's hard to be mad at any one specific thing. It's hard to be up like genuinely upset at anything other than, man, this is just awful, awful luck. Because that's all it is. It's awful luck. Anytime you are a professional athlete and you step onto a field, court, rink, whatever it is, you take a step, you are risking that kind of injury. The it's it's weird because when you or I take a step onto a basketball court at like a local park, we're not taking as much of a risk as these athletes are. And let me kind of explain why the way these guys train day in and day out and the stress they put on these muscles, these tendons, these ligaments, they become more susceptible to being torn. It's just a fact of life. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles Barely doing anything. Same kind of situation that Kirk did, which is an odd irony, but they both tore it. Aaron Rodgers might be back for the playoffs. I don't think Kirk Cousins will be. He's going to have his surgery in November, and there is, you can maybe rush it back in four months. You can't rush it back in two. And there's a reason to rush it back in four months. Nine months is generally the minimum, usually a year. It's six. Okay. It's it's six to return. They say it's almost two years to be back at full strength just because of like, it doesn't feel like it would be a massive injury, but where it is like, say, say this is, this is my foot. And then this is my leg, the tendon snapping from here to here. And that's when you see that calf reverb. And it almost like, looks like it's like, like a bungee jump. Mm -hmm. And his heel slammed to the ground at that point. And you know when you see that, when he stepped back and put pressure on it, and that it snapped and that heel slammed down, that was, it went. It's like a big-ass rubber band back there, and when it snaps, it snaps. And there's nothing holding that heel back up, and that's mm-hmm. that's what caused it. Now, yeah. people and- question whether his cleats got caught in the grass or not, and then they were playing on grass. If it was on turf, you would have heard, Fans everywhere just screaming for all the turf to be replaced. But this was on grass, the best surface. Stuff happens, guys. It happens. And it just sucks that it happened to us. It sucks that it happened to Kirk when he was playing. And Kevin O'Connell said in his presser on Sunday, Kirk was playing the best ball of his career. These last two weeks were just phenomenal. It was surgical. He was playing incredibly confident. He was throwing the ball with accuracy, precision, velocity. And it was almost like once Justin Jefferson left, something changed with him and Kevin O'Connell. And I'm not necessarily saying that in a derogatory way, but you you have to change your approach when it, it's like you're playing chess and you leave your queen open and exposed and they take it for free. There's no exchange. You just lose your queen. Now you have to completely adjust your entire strategy on how to be able to win the chess game. Well, that the Vikings kind of lost the queen and now they lost their other queen in Kirk cousins. And now you have to adapt and figure out, okay, how are we going to move forward? And that's what this show is about. We can have like the funeral for the 2023 seasons of Kirk cousins, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to move forward. How are we going to move forward? It starts with Jaron hall. Everybody here who has listened to me or read my work for any extended period of time 
here, vikingswire.usadaydata.com, or anywhere else where I've been, score North Purple Daily on draft. I elaborated a lot about uh, Jaron Hall. We're going to do that here tonight, too. Hall, there's nobody in the industry higher than me on Jaron Hall outside of maybe his family. I have been a huge proponent of Hall. He was my quarterback six in this past draft class. I loved him. I thought he had all the tools that you wanted. The age was a little bit of a concern, but being 25 years old, uh, he only played in college for five years. Now, how does that make sense? Two-year Mormon mission. So when you're doing a Mormon mission, it is essentially a two consecutive year job. You really don't get breaks. You really don't get to take days off and then go work out, go play. Like it is nonstop for that mission because you're working uh, like the whole premise is you're working for the Lord. And when he was done with that, then he went to school and he became the quarterback of the uh, BYU Cougars in the year 2021. And it was week one. And I'm like, Hey, this guy's pretty good. They went to Arizona, beat the wildcats. Jed Fish's first game, and I love Jed Fish. I think he's done a fantastic job with that program. But then the second game against Utah, that's the Holy War. BYU-Utah, that is a very passionate, in-depth rivalry where BYU is obviously the religious school. Utah has a lot of Mormon presence, but it is a public university. It is not private like Brigham Young is. There is a lot of hatred, a lot of passion between those two fan bases. And Jaron Hall went into that game and beat Utah. And that was the moment I'm like, okay, this guy's got something. I'm excited to see him. Cause remember he took over for Zach Wilson. He was following the number two overall pick in that 2021 NFL draft. So it wasn't like he was going into a nothing program. BYU has been a very solid program at worst for the better part of the last 50 years. Uh, and taking a look, Hall can do a lot of different things. And one of the interesting things about Jaron Hall, he's not coming from some weird spread offense that's college based that, Hey, we're going to get guys just in a stupid amount of space and just let them do things. You can't do that kind of stuff in the NFL. Jaron Hall ran a Kevin O'Connell style offense with college formations. What does that mean? They used college spacing and they were able to maximize that and they spread people out and they ran most of it out of the shotgun, but they use the same core principles. So you have like core principles like dagger, which is you have two receivers. All right. The, the thumb runs, uh, runs a go and the finger right here runs an in route. Okay. So the inside receiver clears out and then the outside receiver runs that in should be wide open every time. That's the premise of dagger. It's one of the core concepts that the Minnesota Vikings use. And it's a core concept of this McVay Shanahan style offense. It's an easy way to hit the intermediate level of the field for 10 to 15 yards. You can't just spam it every single time, but there are so many different ways to get to it. There are different formations to be able to utilize it with. And they used a lot of that. They used a lot of flood concepts, sale, wave rail routes. They were doing a lot of the same things that Kevin O'Connell likes to do with the Vikings. So when you look at, okay, theoretically hall should have a little bit of an easier time picking up the playbook, but it's also a different playbook. It's an NFL playbook. 
each play has multiple checks, multiple formations. I could tell you that, hey, we're going to run dagger. Kevin O'Connell could theoretically have like 25 different ways to run dagger. That's just one concept. But you can run it out of different formations. You can run it out of different sets. You can run out of different personnel groupings. And because of that, it makes things a little more complex. And each one will have its own check. So if you're going to run dagger with two receivers on each side, okay, so what am I looking for with this safety on the right? What am I looking for at the line of scrimmage? If I see this, am I going to check out of it? Am I going to do something different? There's so many different things that you have to know as a quarterback with a playbook that we don't think about. It's let's relate it to like working in a kitchen. Cause I know a lot of people like to give me crap on in some of these comments that I used to be a fry cook. Yeah. I was 20 years old. Like who wasn't a fry cook or something like that at 20 years old. So if you are, are at like a Fuddruckers and at Fuddruckers, if you remember that restaurant, you, it was a burger joint. So you had a burger and then there was like an immense amount of toppings you could pick from. And each play is like its own topping, each formation. So you have a burger with 25 different toppings on it. Just imagine how many different types of burgers you could make with that. That's kind of what this playbook is. And that's why it can be really difficult to really grasp everything and be confident enough in all the checks. And Kirk Cousins even said that, that in the first episode of quarterback where they went to Philly and they lost and Kirk was like, man, I, I he was second guessing himself and he talked like I don't really know this playbook as well as I thought I did. And that's okay. It like now he knows it and he was maximizing it. But now we don't get to see the net benefits at the end of the season, which is a real downer. But now Hall gets to step in. He sees how Kirk operates. He sees how Kirk does X, Y, and Z. He's able to absorb. Now it's hard to really judge him based off of the first few plays. Because you're going into a game where you're a backup. You're going in ice cold. You've never played an NFL game before. And it's like, all right, here you go. Let's see what happens. And now he's going to have a full week of practice as the number one. And he's going to have a game plan tailored around him. His skill set, a simplified game plan. So this week, I, I don't expect it to be a super intense game plan. It's probably going to be a lot of simple stuff. And then they're going to build upon that as the game goes on and he gains more confidence. But he didn't look like an adjunct disaster against Green Bay. And I think that's the biggest thing. And David makes a really good point in the chat. Paul needs to speed his reads up. That's his biggest issue right now. Processing, understanding what he's seeing and understanding it quickly. He's not there yet. And that's okay. He doesn't have to be there yet. He's a rookie. You want to see growth. And you know what? In the preseason, Hall showed real growth. First game was a little bit of a struggle. There were many reasons for that. Second game, he showed improvement. He looked more comfortable. Third game, he looked like he was commanding that third string offense. Now it's third string against third string. It's not exactly the same as, you know, going ones against ones. But it's an showing improvement and growth is important. I still only give Hall a 5 to 10% chance to actually be the future of the Minnesota Vikings at the quarterback position. I even think that might be a little bit too generous. I really believe in Jaron Hall, but we also have to be realistic. It's probably not going to happen. 
but we're not going to talk about why it's not going to happen. We're going to talk about why it could and why it makes sense and how Hall can do some of these things. I'm really excited to see him, and I'm very excited. Kevin O'Connell being able to call plays for a quarterback that's mobile, being able to call plays for a quarterback that can run RPOs, that can really run a bootleg, that can run sprint options. I hate sprint options. Please don't call any sprint options. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Because it it completely eliminates like three quarters of the field, and it's just dumb. Unless you're running it at like the 30-yard line, and you're giving a Hall a real opportunity to run with it, then I right, call us for an option, whatever. But there's so many different nuances with this Vikings team now that are opened up because of the mobility aspect. Yes, he's not Kirk, and he's not going to be a cerebral attack, like a cerebrally attack in the pocket like Kirk did. But we can't look at it from the prism of what Kirk was. We have to look at it from the prism of what Jaron Hall is. Jaron Hall is a dual threat type of player who can beat you on the ground and who's great at moving and creating with the ball in his hands when trying to attack downfield. Take advantage of some of that stuff. The processing will come with time. Give him some easy reads early on. Make things easy for him. Get him some confidence and then start implementing some of the really tough stuff. I think you could be surprised at what happens. I'm not going to guarantee anything. I'm not going to say he's going to be really good, really bad or what. There is potential for him to be really good. And because there's potential with a fifth round rookie quarterback, that is good for the Vikings. You know what? If he stinks, you just go back to the drawing board uh, when it comes to the 2024 NFL draft. And we're going to be talking a lot of quarterbacks. That's okay. A fifth round pick in theory should be a long-term backup quarterback. Maximum. Ceiling. You can, you're going to hit on a Dak Prescott every now and then, a Brock Purdy. They're not the norm. They are far and away the outlier. But if you hit on the outlier, thing good things can happen. And I'm really, really intrigued to see what Hall brings to this football team. What do you think, Dave? Because I've, I've kind of gone on this diatribe for about 20 minutes. I smell dog piss. And I need a drink of water. And yes, it is water in this Yeti. I'm you know, saving my water here. Anyways, what I think is I, I want to give Jaron Hall a chance. I hope he's as good as you've hyped him up to be because that would be wonderful to watch. If he is not, we have backup Nick Mullins. If Mullins gets back from his back injury, but everybody worries about backs, Mullins can do okay. Uh, he's a serviceable NFL quarterback. He's better than some uh, probably some of the starters we've seen so far. Jordan Love. Um, But, and I think they're going to go with a combination of Hall. They're going with Hall first. If Hall keeps progressing, they'll keep Hall in there. If not, they'll stick Mullins in there. I don't think they're going to go outside the organization to find somebody. Now, there was an interesting comment here about, well, Mannion should be gone now because Mannion was Kirk Cousins' blankie. I added the blanky part, but that's basically what Mannion was. I suspect Mannion will be on the roster this week because there's nobody else. Because uh, Mullins is still on IR through this upcoming week. But after that, mm -mm. once Kirk gets through his surgery, he can come back and sit and be the the third quarterback that's in the sitting in the the room and coaching and, 
encouraging and talking stuff. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be real interesting. Does Kirk come back and do just that? Or they've already he... said he's going to. And okay. Cam Bynum even made the joke that uh, Kirk may have the helmet on on the sidelines once he does come back because he <laughs> wants to. Play ball. He did that during the preseason, and I think that's that's really cool. I also think he was doing it specifically to hear uh, Kevin O'Connell's cadence calling these plays because that matters. The more you hear, and he's talked about, and it was the quarterback documentary, I think, that he had an actual audio tape mm-hmm. of O'Connell going through plays, and he would listen to it to and from the facility because they would help him just get it ingrained in his brain and be able to hear the cadence of his voice. And when you have to hear that kind of stuff, Dave, it's not like you and me, you could read me off a five second play. But if I go like, huh? And then you read it off again, all of a sudden an extra like two, eight seconds have gone off the play clock. And then now you're scrambling to get to the line of scrimmage. Those little nuanced details make a difference. And Kirk was so meticulous about that stuff. And it's not just a five second play. And it was Kirk that, recorded a lot of that so he knew the plays it would help drill him in but it was not just one five second play you'd have the original five second play you know Mm -hmm. however it went and then they go the kill play is and there went another five seconds as they're going over to kill play it may not be as long but he's got to listen to both with crowd noise and things going on and all that and if the radios are starting to he's not hearing it and he's trying to figure it out that's why this year they went to simplify it and he had went to the wristband to keep some of the plays there so all you had to do is come in you know play number a7 a7 you know and he goes down to his list a7 is all right you know spit fire right three and whatever the paragraph it's called and he relates that which to me makes it more efficient and better and i think that helped him this year and we saw an improvement we saw an improvement with him last year and we saw an improvement with kirk this year i think the same thing is going to happen with hall jaron's going to get a bunch of stuff on his wristband and it's going to get they're going to try to abbreviate that so the call may be a7 or however they want to phrase it. And I'm just giving that as an example. And then the rest of the time, while the mic is still hot, Kevin could be going, now I need you to look out towards the left cornerback to see if he's standing here or there and giving coaching stuff and being able to do that all the way up until coach's mic cuts out. And that's going to help Jaron's development as well. And I think we're going to be more efficient that way. And that's what I'm hoping. And then, when Kirk's back on the sideline, he can sit there after every play and tell Jaron, hey, this is this is what you're seeing. This is what you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. Good job. And that that's incredibly valuable for a young quarterback. And if we do get that from Kirk, that's that's going to be fantastic. And I, I want to address this because and I want to say thank you to everybody here live. I see a lot of I see some new people in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, for your maiden voyage on the show. I see a lot of our regular listeners. Thank you so much to you guys for continuing to stick around with us. Kirk hey, Cousins coming back next year. We got 94 people watching live. Yep. 20. I'm on, the goal is 150. So tell your friends we're going to be on <laughs> for another hour. Okay. I want to talk about Kirk Cousins coming back next year because I think it's more likely now than next year. And I know that's not necessarily going to be the most popular take in the world. 
But hear me out here. I think it makes more sense for two reasons. One, Kirk Cousins is 35 coming off an Achilles tear. How many NFL franchises are going to want to give a massive contract or a, a lot of guaranteed years to a quarterback that all of a sudden has, has this injury? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's an Achilles. It's not a torn ACL. Torn ACL, you feel more comfortable. You're still not the most comfortable. And I think uh, Patrick's daughter, Della, can agree. Um, hey, Della, let us know if you agree that a torn Achilles is hard to come back from. All right. Uh, it, it's... It's a difficult injury. And because it's a difficult injury, there's a chance that nobody really is in the market for Cousins. And the Vikings could potentially get him back. And maybe it's at a discount. These are all hypotheticals. We are living in the land of mystery right now with the future of this of this Vikings franchise. Because we just don't know what the quarterback position is going to be. And there's a fear of the unknown. And because there's a fear of the unknown, Maybe the Vikings end up keeping Cousins for an extra year and they draft the quarterback of the future and Cousins is a bridge guy. Maybe Cousins takes a deal for $20 million because nobody else will offer him big money. And then he proves that he's the guy he was and then he hits the free agent market again. Maybe it's that $30, $35, $40 million that he wants. I think that's an interesting idea. And because of the injury aspect and hitting the market at arguably the worst time possible for a 35-year-old Kirk Cousins, it's it's a very plausible idea that he could be back at a discounted rate next year. Now, should he be at a discounted rate? Should he come back? We can talk about that at another time. But I think it's now more likely that he comes back than it, it was before because of those facts and the fact that it is a really devastating injury. If he chooses to come back, there's still the outside chance that he looks at this, gets this in a few months worth of rehab and stuff. And Julie talks to him and says, hey, we've made enough money. Let's just call it a career. That is possible. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. And you know what? If he does call it a career, there is a very possible chance that the Vikings sign him to a fake contract and put him on the reserve retired list. Now teams have done this before and the saints did it with drew Brees, where they like prorated money. And basically they spread out his dead cap that he was already going to take over the course of multiple years. Kirk has dead cap over the next four seasons. If he's not on the roster by, I think it's like February 20th or if he's not signed, 
then that dead cap like prorates. So because at a certain point, contracts void. Now you can also maneuver. And the Vikings did that last year with uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, where they pushed the void out like an extra two weeks because they wanted to try and get a deal done. And they weren't able to because the Cleveland Browns absolutely smoked any deal that they would have offered. They off. You got like 15 million a year. Good for Dalvin. Take the money. Go take the money. You should. It's a very limited window to make it. Get as much as you can. You never, ever know what could happen. And this whole thing is a very interesting um, debate with Cousins. And you could do a lot of different things to move money around and take cap hits in certain years. Um, And then uh, Patrick's in the chat asking if he will affect JJ extension. No, JJ is going to get his money. And I'll never forget the quote from Peyton Manning, where Peyton Manning was asked about a contract. And and he's like, look, it's not my job to manage the salary cap. Pay me my money. Hell yeah. Get your money. It's not JJ's job to manage the salary cap. They want to do both. They're going to do both. And you're going to have to make sacrifices at other spots. And I think it's a very plausible option. I think it's a of a possible one. But we'll find that out in February and March. Because that by then we're going to know how it's healing. It won't be fully healed. But theoretically, after you rupture an Achilles, it takes one to two weeks before you have that surgery because you want the swelling to be down and you want to make sure that uh, there's no other outlying damage. And it's not a surgery you need immediately. You need to have it. But you want to make sure that the swelling is low enough so you you do a second uh, scan and make sure that all you're doing is the Achilles. And if it's not, then you look at it from a different perspective and you take a different approach. Outside of that, Dave, we've talked a lot about Cousins. We've talked a lot about Hall. I think we need to discuss, before we touch on the Vikings beating the Packers, we need to discuss some of these trade options. There have been a lot of options bandied about by a lot of different people. People in sports media. People not in sports media. Fans. And even people who aren't necessarily fans of the Vikings. There's a lot of different um, things coming around from a lot of different people. And I I even bandied about it. I kind of took a look at quarterbacks that are available or could be available. And I compiled a list of 11, 11 different quarterbacks that I think the Vikings could potentially acquire. And I tried to be as realistic as possible with the list. Sometimes being realistic isn't necessarily the, the most advantageous because realism means no Tom Brady means no Drew Brees, no Matt Ryan, no Kyler Murray. No, I don't think Kyler Murray is realistic at all. I don't think he necessarily fits everything that Kevin O'Connell wants to do. I think some of that is his size. Plus the injury history is not great with Kyler. Now he's a, he's a great talent, but if you're going to pay him a ton of money and pay a bunch of draft capital away, you want to be certain on some things. And I don't think the Vikings will be in on Kyler Murray. So now you're starting to look at other interesting avenues. Okay. Dolphins quarterback, Mike White, he played relatively well against the Vikings. Great intermediate passer, not 
exactly what you call great measurables as far as um, height and his arm strength, but he can do the job. Davis Mills, 6'5", with the longest neck in the history of football outside of Merton Hanks. But he played some pretty good football in his first couple of years before C.J. Stroud took over. Um, and then you have Case Keenum also from the Texans. We know the Minneapolis miracle. Great veteran hand to have in the room. Ryan Tannehill is just the worst version of Kirk Cousins. I don't think that's a good option because he's got a $27 million salary. So prorated and give him around $14 million. I don't like that at all. Um, Trey Lance is always going to be an intriguing option because he's young. He has a lot of talent and he needs to play. You give him three weeks to learn enough of the offense, considering he comes from the Shanahan tree. That might be enough to be like, Hey, you have six games. Show us what you've got. At the worst, you're paying $5 million for a backup next year. Not ideal. Not the worst in the world. It, Trey Lance is probably nothing, but there's always that potential because he was a third overall pick for a reason. And the 49ers, for multiple reasons, were not patient with him at all. And it, he just kind of got the, the short end of the stick. Jameis Winston is always going to be an interesting option because, well, the dude can throw. The dude can play the position. He just makes too many dumb, dumb mistakes. And that it, that's evident by his career um, touchdown interception ratio being 139 to 97. That's a little too close for comfort. That, that's like high school numbers. Uh, I put Chiefs quarterback Blaine Gabbard on there. Look, I don't think the Vikings are going to trade for a guy like Gabbard. They probably just signed Colt McCoy. But it, it there's potential. Marcus Mariota has a lot of starting experience with the Eagles. Teddy Bridgewater. We know Teddy. Uh, like, this and then to round off the list, you have Jacoby Brissett from the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz, who's a free agent. None of these guys are great options. None of these guys are going to put you over the top or keep you afloat in the playoff hunt. So why do it? Like, and that's kind of where I'm at now. And when you can really get a clear head and um, take the take the emotion out of it, because I think a lot of us were emotional because. Even if you're not a big fan of Cousins, like the player, you hurt for the guy. You hurt for the the uh, work, the work ethic. You hurt for the the person. You hurt for the team. You hurt as a fan. There's so many different ways that the emotions can get to you in that moment. So once you kind of clear it out, I think the best move is going to be like trade for a Case Keenum, just another veteran to have in the room. You're not going to pay much at all, or you just sign Colt McCoy. If you really believe Kyler Murray is the guy, thank you, Patrick. We greatly appreciate that super chat. Super chats are always available and incredibly appreciated. Yeah, but, especially to your daughter who thought this was awesome. I'm glad she thought it was awesome. And uh, we all know it's because of my hair and Dave's beard, and that is okay. Because um, <laughs> it ain't my hair. <laughs> that's why I have the hair. I'm hair, your beard because my beard kind of looks like crap. But if you believe Kyler's the guy and this is where you, it can't be a panic move. This would have had to have been a move. They would already been talking about for a long period of time that, Hey, maybe we pursue Kyler in the off season, but now we just have to bump it up. If you believe Kyler is the guy and you are sold that he's the person to take your franchise to a new level and get them a Super Bowl, which they've never had. You make the move. You make it and you don't really worry too much about the cost. You just make sure you aren't getting screwed. I don't think he's the guy. 
I don't think he is the next player, uh, next quarterback in the Minnesota Vikings. But that is, that's the thing. Um, Odie, come here, bud. G asks, he has two questions. How likely are we to make the playoffs and win any games? And two, how likely are any of the other options going to be able to do that? And that may be a good way to figure out whether they should go get somebody or not. Okay. How likely are they? The first part was how likely are they to make the playoffs? Um, with Jaron yeah. Hall, 25%. Like It's just so hard because Jaron Hall's an unknown. And you can win with eh, quarterback play. You can win with just being capable. And the Vikings have enough pieces, especially if Justin Jefferson comes back against the Saints. Just He's going to be throwing to the best receiver in football, the best rookie non-quarterback in football, with two elite offensive tackles and a good interior with the ability to escape the pocket when he needs to. Like This is the perfect situation for a young player to have to come in and play. I, I don't know how many games Hall can win. And Purple Daily on draft, I put the over under at three and a half as the, well, how many games the Vikings would win the rest of the year because quarterback does so much. They have other pieces and they have talent. Sometimes talent can just carry you and the quarterback's just a, a piece to the puzzle. And that's how they're probably going to have to approach the rest of the season. So I would put the over under at, at three and a half wins. I'd lean over and probably just four and five. I think with how the um, everything shapes out four and five makes a lot of sense when it comes to what the Vikings record could be. And then playoffs. Look, I, I don't want to be a downer, but I don't think, I don't think the playoffs are going to happen this year. And it's because we lost Kirk cousins. That's just kind of, kind of the way it is. And I'm hoping that we make the playoffs. I'm hoping that the Vikings have a good fun rest of the season but as an analyst, it's hard. I, I can't tell you that it's going to be good. I, I, I just I can't say that it's going to be X, Y, or Z. I just got to be honest. I think the Vikings win f- go four and five down the stretch, finish eight and nine, and have like the fourteenth pick in the draft, and they'll figure out a way to trade and get a quarterback. That's how I think it'll go, but we'll see. The Vikings have this weird history of backup quarterbacks doing amazing things. Randall Cunningham, Wade Wilson, uh, Case Keenum. They have a history of making the NFC Championship game with a backup quarterback. Jeff we just Ford's had a super chat. Game. We just had a super chat from the wonderful and beautiful Miss Mary. Oh, we did? Well, thank you, Mary. You, you were so kind. Mary is one of the best people um, in all of Viking social media. And I'm, I'm including uh, the YouTube. Mary is an, an incredible person and we're glad she's doing well. Thank you very much. But it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach this. And I hope that they don't sell the farm for a quarterback. Now I want to go with another angle before we talk about the Vikings and Packers. You could make an argument that the Vikings should actually try to improve their defense to make a run and just deal with the lumps from Jaron Hall and figure out how you can improve it, how you can get better with him. And my wife is in the chat now. Um, Odie is with me, and he are, he peed on the floor and almost destroyed all of 
my electrical equipment in the office, but no, we're good. Um, he, he just unplugged a cable and I thought he shorted out my system. But when you look at what they could do, I really think improving the defense could be the, like the right way. And let me explain why. Um, yeah, Patrick, you're right, but I'm not, I'm not going to gaslight you and say, Jaron Hall is the savior. It's act. That's actually my joke name in a discord chat that I'm in that Jaron Hall is the savior because of how high I am on him. But I, I'm just going to try to be real with you. I'm going to tell you why he could be, but we have to be realistic and he probably isn't. And that's okay. Um, I think what you do here is if you, if you target a guy like chase young, so Here's my theory. You need multiple pass rushers, especially in this defense, to be successful. And if you get Chase Young and you bring him in, okay, and you put him opposite to Neil Hunter and you give Chase Young an extension, and then you give Daniel Hunter an extension, and then you give Marcus Davenport a smaller extension because of all the issues he's had, but you put him at five tech, defensive end in a three four. You don't put him at edge. So now you have this hyper athlete at five tech and you have two absolute freaks of nature whose bodies could look like bronze gods from the Roman empire. Now all of a sudden you have those two guys rushing off the edge. And it's like, uh Oh, now we have something that we can deal with. Now we have something that we can like really wreck offenses with. And it's a long-term idea. It's a long-term play. This is the playbook that the Vikings utilized with TJ Hawkinson. They took Hawkinson. They needed a short-term fix, but they didn't just go for a short-term fix. They went for a long-term solution. And by getting that long-term solution with TJ Hawkinson, now you have three great pass catchers to help out your young quarterback. Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson, and Osborne is playing really well the last couple weeks as well. So if you improve the defense and get the defense secured at edge, and then Marcus Davenport, you move him inside, and the Vikings play three edge rushers a lot anyway, so all of a sudden, hey, you have three edge rushers on the field, and they're all big, strong, insane, stupid athletes. That's a pretty good recipe for success, especially in this defense, which is incredibly aggressive and you need pressure from these players. Chase Young is now looking like that second round, second overall pick that he was in the 2020 NFL draft. He tore his ACL early in 2021 and he was bad and he only played, I think, six games the following year because of it. He looks like the, the guy now and he can be had potentially for a second round pick. Now, maybe you can maneuver with Washington and be able to get something back in return, maybe a five chase young and a five for a second. It feels expensive and it is, but what is that guy going to bring for you long-term chase young is like 24, 25 years old. So if you sign him to a five-year extension, guess what? It's contract someone. He's 30. Daniel Hunter turned 29 yesterday and look at how well he's still playing. If you were going to make league and sacks. Yep. If you were going to make a trade, I think that's the route you have to go or you get Keenum for like a seventh round pick. Like it's not the most sexy thing in the world. 
but it's plausible and it would impact the team in a positive way. Now, is it positive enough to be able to give up a draft pick? We can have that debate. We really can. But I I think that if you're going to make a big, big move, make it long-term. And that's with somebody like Chase Young. Chase Young can be an impact player for you for five to 10 years. And if you, if you can do that by just giving up a little bit extra salary cap space and giving up a second round pick. Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. But there's a lot of different things to look at before you make that kind of move. And if you really, if this competitive rebuild thing is real, you secure the edge rusher and you uh, build up your defense and make it take a little stress off of Jaron Hall's shoulders. It's a, it's a win now and win later move. And it would not shock me if the Vikings chose to do something like that. Now I will say I'm not reporting this and I don't expect this, but if it happens, I'll be like, I get it. I get it completely. And I want to know your takes here, Dave, because I've kind of been, going on for a few minutes and I'm looking at Odie and I'm thinking he might want to pee on the floor again. Um, (laughs) Well, first off we have a little over 20 hours before the deadline deadline tomorrow is at three o'clock for trades. Any trades we should hear about right as the deadline happens. If they, if crazy does indeed make some now when it comes to the Vikings trading, Fully expect that it's Quazy and the Wilfs that sign off on anything. The Wilfs will be heavily involved in that. And so Quazy is quasi-handcuffed on what he can do. And yes, KOC will have inputs, but he he doesn't have the choice. All he's hoping for is to have the best players available that he can coach. So if it happens in 20 hours or so, Hey, I'm cool with it. I like the idea of that on the defense, but it was asked today on one bar in Lepicus, what do you expect them to do? And I told everybody, expect nothing. And maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised, but expect nothing to happen because that very well may be what happens. Nothing. Yeah, nothing is the is the more likely answered um, because there's a lot of varying factors. There's a lot of moving parts to this whole discussion and nothing is likely. Um, But we have spent good 50 minutes talking about the trade deadline, talking about Kirk cousins. And I want to talk real quick before we go about this Vikings Packers game. If you pay attention to my Odie, what are you doing? Do you find a squeaker in there? I think you found a squeaker in a lamb, and I didn't I didn't think there were any squeakers in there. Or he's he's just being Odie. So um look, I thought this was really good. If you pay attention to my Twitter account, I'm gonna be posting clips because I'm gonna be starting to watch the all twenty two as soon as we're done with this show. And look, this Vikings team, they played really well. The PFF grades aren't gonna reflect how well uh they played um on especially on defense. They forced, I think it was six three and outs and Four consecutive three nouns to start the game. The Vikings defense before they went into like kind of like a prevent shell. Once they went up uh, 24 to three, they were great. They were 
getting in Jordan Love's face. They were penetrating in the running game. They were attacking receivers in the open field. And they forced a turnover, and they also forced two turnovers on downs, which were both really important. Like This defense was playing really well. They had their best performance of the year. And I think it's very possible um, that this defense continues to just play better and better and better because they're getting more comfortable with the scheme. The players are gaining more confidence. The players are getting more comfortable with just everything. They're getting comfortable with each other. And Brian Flores has done a phenomenal job with this unit. And it's, it's really astounding at how poor they were coached last year, considering it's almost the same group and it's better. Um, I can't wait to watch the all 22 because I want to see the offensive line. They didn't grade out very well, but I thought the live watch, I thought the live watch, they played really well. Now there's the back-to-back sequence where, um, Darison O'Neill got beat and then the interior passed off Kenny Clark poorly and then Kirk cousins tore his Achilles. But outside of that, and then the strip sack where Hall just needs to be able to feel that step up in the pocket a little bit and make the throw. And that's where that slow processing comes into play, Dave. Outside of that, I thought they played really well. And I'm excited to kind of see what that looks like. And there's a lot of really interesting things here with this Minnesota Vikings team that I'm really excited to dive into in the All-22. And I, I tell you guys this all the time. The All-22, you can get it from NFL+. Plus. I recommend it. You will find yourself to be even if like it feels daunting because like when I started watching it, I didn't really know what I was looking at. You kind of just teach yourself and then watch clinics online, talk to people and you'll kind of figure out how things work. You will find yourself to you'll feel more confident in your conversations about football. You'll be more educated and you'll find it. It's just a you're going to learn a lot about football by watching it because there's so much you can't see from the broadcast, how the offensive line plays, how the defensive line plays, what the things look like in the secondary, how open are receivers really like, Oh, X receiver complained about um, the like being open all the time. Well, were they? Oh, the all 22 will tell us like those things matter. And that's why I always say, Hey, all 22, go watch it. And you will find yourself and you can um, stop, you can start and rewind mm-hmm. and watch again. Set you can set the speed, you could slow it way down, or you can speed through it. It's it's a wonderful tool. Bingo bango bongo. It's it's awesome. And I'm gonna be posting a lot of clips here tonight and tomorrow. And that is our show, Dave. Um Wednesday, we're gonna talk about the Atlanta Falcons. We're gonna talk about um Jaron Hall. We're gonna talk about if the Vikings do anything at the trade deadline. By that point, I would expect that we have another quarterback in the building. Um, Whatever that looks like, if it's a trade, if it's just signing Colt McCoy, if we bring back Tanner Morgan on the practice squad, because he's already been on the practice squad, whatever that looks like, we're going to talk about it. And we are going to be here every Monday and Wednesday talking about your Minnesota Vikings. And once draft season comes around, guys, you're going to be getting a lot of stuff, a lot of real sicko stuff, individual prospect breakdowns. And some of these videos will be like, five to 15 minutes just talking about players. It's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to enjoy bringing you all the great content. And don't forget, we also have great stuff on the podcast feed. Go subscribe there, whatever uh, podcast platform you use, including YouTube. Now 
And also, if you're watching on the YouTube channel for the first time, thank you very much. Or if you're returning and you haven't already, like, subscribe, ring the bell, uh, because we are going to be doing extra content. Even if you're already subscribing, make sure you hit that ring the bell because we're going to be able to jump on at random times with guests, with the with just us talking about a prospect, and there's going to or maybe it's a um, breaking news or a mock draft that comes around. We're going to be here, three sixty five for you, talking about this team, the Minnesota Vikings. And don't forget one last thing: you can catch me Monday, Wednesday night, six oh five p.m. Central. I also catch Dave and Darren, two old bloggers, every Saturday at four o'clock, and then. Most of the time me, but every time Dave at the two-minute warning of every single Minnesota Vikings game, bringing you to the end of the game and the post-game show. For all of us here at Vikings First and Skull, I'm Tyler. He's Dave. What do we say, Dave? Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings, baby. Like. Subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.